I don't know if it's because of World Cup or not, Jen, but I've been listening to a lot of national anthems lately. Yeah? Yep. I love country music. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I feel like if your introduction was a strobe light, it would not be in rhythm. <laughs> Jeffy, what is up this week with you? Not too much. Jen, do I look any different to you? You see anything different? Notice anything different? What, do you got a party speaker back there? Nope. Jen, we had Disco our... Ball. No. Oh, that is... No, that's my kid's computer behind me spinning, and it does have a lot of weird lights and fans in it. Oh, looks like a car- karaoke. No, that's not what I was talking about looking different, Jen. We had our luncheon for the competition after at, at the gym, the gym oh, competition yeah, yeah. luncheon. Okay. And uh, I actually got most muscle gain by the men. Ooh. Yep, it's an honorable mention, but... And then our uh, Chucky, our cousin Chucky, mm-hmm. took third in the competition. Congratulations, nice. Chuck. Yes. Good job, you guys. I know. I was proud of Chuck for how much he lost and gained. Lost yeah. fat, gained muscle. Good right. for him. Yeah. Good for him. Yep. No, nope, that was what I was asking if I looked any different. It's hard to stay in these. Oh, wait, I'm in a hoodie. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, you got I'm a, not going to rip out of this hoodie. You got a bright red hoodie or bright yellow. If I had an extra small shirt on, it would be tearing at Big. the friends. <laughs> it would be fit. <laughs> it would fit you. Extra small. <laughs> Well, it's only because I'm extra medium. So Josh's really... buddy, we call him, he wears shmediums. Shmediums. He wears smalls that are too small, and he should be wearing a medium. That's a shmedium. Oh. oh, nice. Yeah. No, but besides that, uh, I was going to tell you. Let me, all right, let me tell you this. Let me start with this, Jen. I get up <laughs> Friday morning, okay? Icy roads. The whole way to work. I leave way early. But the whole way to work, I didn't get over 25, 30 miles an hour. Okay. Oh gosh, yeah. The whole okay. way. Was Even it raining or it was just so cold no. and it was already ice? It was ice, ice and snow. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. ice. Yep. And uh, so I take my time. I was in no hurry. I leave plenty early for reasons just like that. Yeah. Right? So I'm following cars. Nobody's doing over 25, 30. Usually people, there's always a holes that are passing people. That yeah. wasn't even, it was not that kind of morning. Black right. ice, ice everywhere. So I'm going to work. Just as I get to my work, I go to turn the wheel to pull into our parking lot. And my car slides right into a curb, blew out the tire. Ah. Uh, All right. Made it the whole way. I made it the whole way to work and turning into work. Yeah. Hit the curb. And as soon as I hit it, I heard. And I'm like, oh, no. So I put my window <laughs> oh, down. No. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's coming out of my that's coming out of my tire. I'm like, damn it. So I hurry up and get into a good spot because I know at break or lunch or even, you know, if I had time that morning, I could jack it up, change the tire. So I put yeah. it in a good spot, which is good. So go out there at break and I thought I had bent the rim. 
I thought maybe I'd hit it so hard it just let the air out and it broke the bead on the rim to the tire. Yeah. So I go out there at first break once the sun's up and I'm looking at it. Nope. Hole right in the side of the tire, Jen, from where I hit the curb. Boom. So I go out there at break and I'm dealing with it at break and I'm trying to get the tire on. Then I remember I just got two new tires a few months ago and they put my lug nuts on with an impact. I had no chance of getting these lug nuts (laughs) on. No chance. None. Even though you just got an award at the gym for working for out. Most muscle gained by most a man. If gain- I can't, yeah, if I couldn't get it off, Jen, they weren't coming off. Plus, I had walked inside and got a really powerful impact. Yeah. Take them off and still they could, would not, it wouldn't even phase them. So I'm like, well, that's not good. So I go back inside, text the wife. Hey, th- you know, this and that happened. And she's like, well, I'll call it. She's like, we get six free toe- toes a year, like car toes. Yeah. We get six of them a year <laughs> that comes with our package or what our insurance you yeah know? she's like well i'll just call and have them come out and change your tire i go all right i go make sure they put the dummy i was inside work i go well make sure you let them know to put the dummy tire on the back i didn't want the guy just to swap it around so she's like she calls wife calls me back she's like hey i got the tow truck guy coming to just pick up your car he's gonna drop it off at the tire place i called ahead they're gonna just put a tire on if you can get a ride there after work yeah. like yeah perfect so that worked itself out all right okay but in the midst of all that tow truck driver guy shows up right so here's the other problem is as soon as i hit that curb that morning my first thought was griff needs my car tonight like i have to do something about this tire i cannot leave it on the dummy tire the spare tire because my kid needs the car he was playing a concert that night yeah not enough uh, at a skate park okay he needed the car yeah and I'm like that. I had. That's the only reason I had to do something about the tire. Any other time, I just would have put the. If I could get the tire off, I would have put the dummy on. But I wouldn't yeah. have even let him drive it with the dummy tire on there because it was icy. <laughs> that's Slip. funny. I've never called it a dummy tire in my life. Oh, spare I'll just tire. Just call it donut. <laughs> yeah, the donut, the dummy tire. And well, anytime you see somebody driving on it, I always think, dummy. <laughs> what are you doing? You know. Anyways, so Griff had to use the car. Okay. So, the tow Andrea texts me, hey, the tow truck's there. So I go out of work and I'm going out there. On my way out the door, Andrea call or after she calls says, Hey, the tow truck's there. I'm on my way out the door. Phone rings again. It's Andrea. I'm like, Yeah, the tow truck guy's here. I'm walking up to give him the key. She's like, All right, call me back. So I call her, get done, toss the tow truck guy the keys. He's like, Hey, I don't need nothing, man. I know where it's going. This and that. I'm like, perfect. Go back inside, call her. Or one of our chickens died. Looked like she had a heart attack. So Andrea called just then i think it was you that called yeah and i go hold on i said all right let me call you back jen's calling me on the other line so i go back in and as you call and you inform me that dad who we knew tested positive for COVID a day or two prior to that got taken to the hospital and was not doing well with the COVID. he had yeah. severe COVID pneumonia yeah and so and i'm dealing sepsis. with sepsis right and it was Shoot. sepsis it was not good was for days it was, it was yeah. real touch and go there yeah so yeah, all of that happened in one Friday. Between the tire, Shoot. the chicken, dad. Yeah. Um, Griff had to use the car. Ultimately, though, it did work out where my car got fixed. It didn't get done that day. Okay. But Griff ended up using Andrea's plans fell through whatever she was supposed to be doing Friday night. Okay. So Griff got to use her car. My car did not get done in time. Mm. I had to go all the way back Saturday and pick it up, which was fine because Griff got to play his concert at least. 
Nice. So I was psyched and, about that. And that was in front of about 450 people? Yep, he played in front of 450 people, Jen. That's pretty at cool. At a skate park in Royal Oak. Yeah. Yep. Well, it was kind of impressive as they, oh, it was his buddy told him, hey, call skate park. They want, they need a band to play hundred bucks. He's like, his buddy told him, if you call, I'll play bass, you guitar and sing. Yeah. He's like, we'll get their other buddy on drums. So Griff's like, all right. So Griff contacts the guy. Uh, the guy's like, yep, it'll be a hundred bucks if you want to play. Or you can sell X amount of tickets, which ultimately I think it was 10 tickets at 10 bucks, or you can oh, sell 20 tickets at bucks, five. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a hundred bucks either yeah. way. But this was like a day or two. He didn't, Griff had like three days notice, I think. Okay. So the guy get Griff tells his buddies, he's like, Hey, I contact the guy at the skate park. He said we can play. Well, then his buddies were like, Oh, I didn't know you were really going to do that. So Griff's like, what do you mean? Oh. Oh. And he's like, well, I don't, I don't really know the guitarist and the drummer guy both were like i don't know so finally griff ended up recording his own drums in the basement he recorded his own bass and his own backup vocals and oh, had God. it all on a backing track and for three two nights i know it's three days because for two nights right after school until i told yeah. him it's quick because it was getting too late griff sat down here and he played all of his songs with his own backing track while he played guitar and sang right then Whoa. come the yeah he was crushing it down here for two nights in a row yeah. his, i didn't even Shoot. mind hearing it it's, it was funny to hear him sing and hear his own backup vocals yeah coming from the basement it's like right. two griffs down here singing. Yeah, yeah, it was funny right. it was funny but it was it was done very well well then come friday so the kid had already practiced for the gig two days in a row you know like yeah. constantly and he was psyched about it. he was excited to play they were told him it'd be somewhere between four and seven hundred people you know so he knew there was like a a large amount of people would see him. Mm -hmm. So he was playing his ass off down here. Then come Friday, I hit the curb. I text him at break. Hey, my tire's flat. I can't <laughs> let you drive my car on the dummy tire. We're going to have to go with plan B. Yeah. I go, can one of your friends pick you up? He's like, no. He's like, and I have to take all the equipment because there's no room in the other cars. Nobody else can get the equipment. Oh, I'm like, all right. Okay. Well, so because they had a bunch, he had a bunch of people from school coming and things like that. Yeah fast forward and he's like well he's like everything's working out good dad i just need to know if i have a car for tonight and i'm like let me figure something out so i talked <laughs> to the wife and she's like i'm on the fence with my plans right now let me see how this works out boom her plans fell through griff got to use her car nice so but that day i come home from work and his buddy's in the driveway which i thought was weird because it was the kid that was going to play guitar with him yeah and i see the car in the driveway and they're downstairs and as soon as i get out of the car you can hear them down there practicing and I'm like, what's that about? So I go inside, see, you know, what's going on with the gig, the show or whatever. And uh, yeah, his two buddies were like, you know what? We're going to we're going to play with you. We're going to jam. We're going to kill this. So they jammed real quick for like an hour that day, went to the other kid's house, got everything out, set it up, jammed for maybe 20 minutes, left there, got there just in time to set up. And by when they played, there was 450 people in there. Yeah. And they played their songs, crushed it. There were screaming women and girls all over these guys, Jen. It was yeah. comical. I wasn't That's there. Funny. Griff made us promise that we wouldn't go and watch. He didn't want, he didn't need that added stress. Yeah. But what's funny is they had about 40 people from his school showed up. And so they all started, they videoed everything, which was yeah. good. You know what I mean? So Griff, like, and all of them sent Griff the video. And I don't know, he was on cloud nine after that. He was loving it. Good That's for awesome. that kid. I yeah. know, good for that kid. What I thought he said was funny was right when they plugged in and started sound checking, he said a group of about 10 to 15 
drunk women came running up to him. He said they were all they were all on white claw, carrying yeah. white claws and all done up. And he said, Dad, he goes, he goes, you may have liked it, Dad. He's like, but these women were like 30 to 50. Whoa. And it's, he's like, he's yeah. 17. Yeah. His, his buddies in his band, I think they're 16 or 17. He's like, Dad, as soon as he's like, we were only sound checking. And they were standing there just screaming and going yeah. wild. He's like, we were sound checking. He's like, so as soon as that happened, he's like, the guys in the band were like, well, this is going to go pretty good, you know? Yeah. He's like, but dad, as soon as we started playing, he's like, that place filled up. Everybody pushed in towards the stage. Griff's, they, he said, he said something about trying to get a pit going and there was a small pit going at like, boom, instantly. And Griff's like, dad, he's like, you see concerts like that and you go to concerts like that. He's like, right. but I never thought I would have played a concert like that. Yeah. And it just blew that kid's mind. So that's cool. Yep. What's funny is the guy who put on the show, I guess you can rent that venue for, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. And then you can book whatever band you want. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? And um, that's why the guy charged Griff a hundred bucks because he was trying to cover the cost of that. But that guy helped Griff carry a bunch of their equipment out after the show. That guy got stuck talking to somebody somewhere random. He was carrying one of Griff's symbols, forgot to give it to him. So he called Griff the next morning and said, hey, if you're in the area, swing by. Uh, I had one of your symbols in my hand when you were loading up. I, I stuck it up under the stage. So and Griff's like, all right. He's like, I'm actually still in the area. I'll swing by. Griff swung by and they offered him to come there and play every Wednesday. Oh, snap. Yeah, as a standing gig every Wednesday to go there and play. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. They, I guess they have live music, live skate or something like that. Yeah. They wanted a house band to come there that would like play <sighs> skateboard type music, which is what Griff plays. Yeah. So now him and his band are trying to come up with enough songs and decide if they want to try to do that. And Griff's still talking to the guy there about it. Yeah. So nothing's definite. I don't know if he gets paid for it or is it just for right the sake of doing it or, you know, I don't know if yeah. anything. Tell Griff, you could pedal some shirts that way at least. Yeah, right. So, yeah, but he was crushing it. Good cool. for him. My phone shut off. I did not expect to be talking about Griff that long <laughs> or my crappy Friday. That's all right. So just a side note for everybody dad's okay ronnie motherfucking jones he was all right he got out of the hospital he was um, in there for 10 long, days 10 days yeah and he couldn't have any visitors he was isolated yeah he he was miserable luckily yeah. he after day two i think he got his phone and charger yeah so that was good he was back on youtube on yep. the tube he's probably losing his mind because he couldn't tell alexa what to do because nobody else would listen to him there Right. Also, just giving people a heads up of the Jeff and Iran listeners, anybody who catches the Jeff and Iran episodes, he will not be on the next one because he was in the hospital at the time we recorded. Yeah. Um, I didn't even tell him that we were recording because he would have felt bad and this and that. So I didn't even mention it to him. But yeah, we did record one episode without without Ron. We had. Yeah. Which will be the one year. It's a year of episodes. Year of episodes of Jeff and Iran. Actually, yeah. that will be our 11th episode. Oh, Episode 11. 11. Yeah, yeah, I only say that because I was looking at my phone and oh. I seen that it was, it was that was episode 11. Because I even thought that too. I'm like, oh, one year. But we started at the end of January. Oh, okay. Well, still. Okay, cool. Jeffy, on the last show, or one of the last shows, we talked about cults. Yeah, we did. And I did give that that one podcast a listen. What was it? Like, is it a cult or something Is it a like cult that? or is this a cult? Yeah. And so the episode, I just picked the last one on there. And guess what the cult was? Um, Jonestown. Starbucks. <laughs> is Starbucks a cult? You know what's yeah. funny about that is, remember the comedy club I worked at in Ohio? Yeah. I didn't know anything about 
this like Columbus, Ohio, when I moved there. I got a job at a comedy club, acting on stage, boom, moved there. Anybody I talked to outside of that comedy club social circle there, anybody like, I got a job at a pizza place, I was a manager there. Yeah. And it's funny how many people thought that that comedy club was a cult. Oh. Which is, yeah. And it's funny that they say that because at the time I had just started there and I'm like, cult? No, it's a comedy club. Like, that's what we... But it's funny because the longer I stayed there, the more you could see how it could be construed as a yeah. type of a, a type of a cult. I right. wouldn't say a cult to this in the sense of like Jonestown or Waco. You know what I mean? I'm talking yeah. cult in the sense of like the mindset yeah. of the people who were diehards. Yeah. There was people like Jay and myself who went along with it because that was part of our job. Yeah. Well, and... It's about like the mindset. It's about like you feeling like you're part of something and then they start manipulating, like they make up their own words. They make up their own, like right. their own things in Starbucks in that one, they were talking about like how, if you do this, you get a green apron. If you do this, you get a purple. If you do this one, you get a black apron. You know what I mean? So like, it's the visual identification of like, you're a master blah. What level, like, what color do you want? I think black is the highest. I think it starts at green, then it goes to purple, like master barista, something, something. And then black is like the highest, I guess. You're like, so it's you like gotta... karate belts, it's like karate belts. Kinda, yeah. Which is right. kind of funny because I guess I didn't really think about that. But then they start talking about like creating their own language. So when you walk in there, you have to say their language, right? Which is like venti and, you know, yeah. caramel macchiato and all this other stuff, right? So it was just interesting, but I did type up this fact here that people put money on their Starbucks account. They have put so much money that it they have over $3 billion in holdings just in their account for people to use towards their coffee. And if they were to be ranked as a bank, they would be 385th in the world. Just with the money people already have on their Starbucks account. On the plus side of their balance. Yes. At Starbucks. That's crazy. Yep. And so the one girl, she's a comedian on the, the podcast. She's like, okay, well, to be devil's avocado. <laughs> Instead of devil's advocate, she's a devil's avocado. And I, I was like, I'm telling Jeffy about that. So next time you have to use... Uh, let me play devil's advocate. Next time say, uh, let me play devil's avocado here. <laughs> just, just to be the devil's avocado yeah <laughs> yeah oh man so that was pretty interesting kind of crazy though you know what i mean because once you start thinking about it but it was funny because some of the other podcasts they had like other different different things i did listen to another one this this morning about a guy that was brought up in Scientology and like how he got out. Yeah, I think you sent me a link to that. Yeah. I haven't listened to that yet. Yeah, it was pretty good. He gives you like the the real background of L. Ron Hubbard, like the real background and then like the facade right. of it because he was in it for gosh, like 30 something years he was in there. So he's like a second generation Scientologist and then... Right. Um, you ever yeah. looked up how many famous people are Scientologist or raised and grew up in Scientology? I've never the, looked the number up, no. No, like which famous people? Not oh. the number, but like like River Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix, like they were raised. Oh, really? Yeah, in a, they were raised in Scientology. Yeah. I mean, I guess I only know the ones that have either talked about it or 
you know, been part of it. I mean, like Danny Masterson, Hyde from Seventy yeah, Show. Like, he, yeah. you know what I mean? Those people, like yeah. people like that. Yeah. Right. It's funny if you look it up, you'll be like, nope, yep, I can see that. Yeah. Well, this yeah. guy on here, um, I'm trying to think what his name was. Hang on, let me see if I can see it. This is called Generation Cult. This is, um, his name's Chris, and he was actually on there, on the Lear, is it Remini or Rumini? I don't know. I feel like I never say it right. I think right. it's Remini. Remini. Yeah. So he was on her show, and then now he goes around and talks to people about, and he's written books. And um, actually, he is, shoot, there was a really good word for what, he actually went into communication about it. Hang on, let me tell you what it is. He has a psychology degree of coercive control. Like, he actually went back to school to learn about coercive control. Yeah. Whoa! That's pretty cool. Oh, the guy on the podcast went to school for that. Oh, really? No, that's what I'm asking. Who went to school for the creative control or the coercive control? Oh, the, this guy on the podcast, Chris. The guy who hosts it. No, he's just a guest no, on the He's show. a guest on there from the Scientologist. Yes. Okay, I got you. He, yeah, he grew up in Scientology, and then this is called Confessionals with Scientology Confessionals with Chris on the podcast called Generation Call. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. All right. So, ooh, there, ooh, there's one on there for weight loss and coercive control. Ooh. There you go. There you go. Dang. Man, so good. It's just like you pick one person and go with their story. Like, I love that instead of, you know, I don't know. Right. Like, how did, you, how did you get manipulated? Really? Right. Yeah. So, speaking of getting manipulated... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, what? where are you going with that? I was going to say something about a massage or something. Oh. Uh, manipulated. You know what, Jen? I got to find a new masseuse. Mine rubs me the wrong way. Oh, you should go to Debbie. Debbie does massage here. <laughs> she from Dallas? <laughs> no. Hey, I did want to give a shout out to Tanya. You know, our buddy Tanya. Tanya! Yeah, she's having hip surgery again. I don't know if it's on her other hip or like a replacement again. I don't know. She seems I like I heard she's she... going from hippie to hipster. Yeah. <laughs> or was it hipster to hippie? I'm not sure. We'll have to find out. We'll have to find I don't out. know. I think she's mad about all of it, so it doesn't matter. But we got to send her some um, good little juju. Also, I just wanted to share... Um, so before we've given shout outs to our buddy glow um we had asked for some little prayers because she had had cancer and we just i just wanted to share that um her family messaged me today and then she has passed away which is terrible it is i'm sorry to hear that yeah terrible yeah so yeah that was a, a rough message to get today for sure i've really been thinking about her and i had sent her a few messages and um you know she wasn't responding and i was a little bit worried there because I felt like it just went real quick. You know? Right. Yeah. It's so, honest. It's better than it being dragged out. I, you know what I mean? I hate to say it that yeah. way. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Do you think if you were to find out um, if you had the ending stage of a disease or life ending crisis, would you want to 
would you want a medical treatment? So like, would you want chemotherapy to help you prolong that? Or would you need them to tell you your chances? Or would you kind of feel out what you need to do? Or would you just live your best life until what you want to do? Uh, I think I would try to do everything that they offered me. Any information they could provide. You know what I yeah. mean? Obviously take all that into account. Yeah. Things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm not, I don't know. I feel like I, I me personally, I would probably pick just live it out. You know what I mean? I don't know right. if I want my last little bit to be sick, you know? Right. Like if, if, the, if treatments are making you sick, I don't know. Just my opinion. So yeah. So we're going to send some healing little energy over there to her family, their hearts. Um, it was pretty awesome that her sister reached out to me and because glow had shared some booby rocks with her sister, which is nice. pretty cool. So, nice. um, yeah, got a special little place in my pumper there for glow buddy. Good um, deal. yeah, Jeffy, do you have some pep in your step this week? You know, Jen, uh, my pep in my step was Griff playing that gig. Yeah. I didn't realize I was going to go that much into it. I, I did not. Even I even told myself too, like, oh, my pep and step, Griff's gig. Yeah, and I even yeah. told myself, like, don't go way into it. Just, he, you know, you're right. proud of him. Good for him. Yeah. Out there crushing it. So, yeah. nope. Griff playing that show. And really just my Friday, like, I eventually my car got did get fixed. You know what I mean? I did get it picked up. Everything worked out. But I am proud of him for playing the show. But if anybody's mm -hmm. interested, go to, I think he's on Spotify, Apple Music, I know, uh, Acid Youth, A-C-I-D-Y-O-U-T-H, okay. Acid Youth. I'm sure he's somewhere out there. Yeah. So, awesome. What, yep. What about yourself, Jen? You Good got any pepper in the step? Uh, pepper in the step, yes. Yeah, so we went to Doc's Rocks when our sister and nephew were here. Um, um, yeah, I yep. totally forgot to ask you about that. Well, let's bring that up on the next episode. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk more about it. But we did go to Doc's Rocks, um, got some buckets, found some cool stones, and just got our cut stones today. So um, have a four and a half carat ruby, um, and like a two cut two carat amethyst. We got a garnet, a peridot, like the green peridot. All oh, that one's yep. really cool. You say peridot or peridot? Well, I it's spelled peridot, but it's pronounced peridot, I guess. I don't know. Oh. I've always said peridot, but when yeah. I went to the rock store, they call it peridot. So, whoops. Um, and then one called isolite or iolite, right. which is kind of like purpley, kind of like that blue purple chameleon color. So, yeah, nice. pretty cool nice all right jeffy well good times i will see you again next week all right jen thanks for having me don't forget if you're interested look up acid youth acid youth don't be an acid <laughs>